Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hi. This is number three recorded today. Uh, I record the podcast episode in batches because it makes my life easier. Um, That way I am typically ahead a couple weeks, which is super nice in case life happens and I'm just not able to record, which happened last week when I was traveling to Florida for a wedding. Um, but the last wedding of the year that I know of, so less traveling is on the horizon, which honestly feels really exciting. Um, there are a few things that I see as a therapist that I just never end well, um, ever. It just never fucking end well. So I thought I would kind of compile them into one episode um, the, <laughs> the title I started with for this episode is please as a therapist, I'm begging you to stop doing this shit. Um, I probably won't name the title, name the episode that, but I met like a bitch might, you know? So these are things that in my years of working with clients, um, I, they just don't work. They don't work. They never work. They fuck you up. They keep you stuck. They keep you miserable. They ruin your life. Um, so I hope they provide some clarity for you. None of this is meant to make you feel like shit, obviously, but it is meant to be honest with you and it is meant to be very clear. Um, again, hundreds of people, years of working with people all different types from all different walks. And these are things that never fail to cause problems. Um, So if you are doing some of these and everybody is to some extent. So also understand that like, there's a little bit of nuance here where it's like, if you're doing it and it's not causing a problem, then, you know, take what's useful and leave the rest. But if you are doing these things and they are causing a problem, there are options for you. Um, You can work with me. You can buy one of my courses. I don't tend to take um, one-on-ones very often now because I stay so full, but like we do have courses. Um, You can work with a therapist, a coach, whatever, right? doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be um, any of the things that I offer, but you have options. You don't have to keep doing these things. You can change at any time. Um, So without further ado, let me dig into them. Um, 
please, for the love of God, stop making fun of yourself. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's fucking uncomfortable. Um, if you've ever like been around someone who is always the butt of their own jokes, who very obviously hates themselves, yeah, Kitty, who very obviously hates themselves and only talks shit about themselves, it's awkward as fuck. It's super uncomfortable. Like, making fun of yourself is not, when it comes from a place of hate, let me clarify that. When it comes from a place of like, you really actually hate yourself is not okay because you may think you're joking, quote unquote, but you know that you're not joking. You're just being cruel. You're just being an asshole and a bully to yourself. And if you don't like people being a bully to you and literally no one does, then don't be your own bully. Don't be your own bully. Making fun of yourself when it comes from a place of actual dislike or hate only digs you in deeper to the belief that you're not worthy and you're crappy and people hate you or whatever it is that you say. Oh, I'm such a loser. I'm so stupid. I never get anything right. Like if I said that to you, it it would be poisonous. You saying it to you is the most potent poison that you can drink. It will kill you every time. So now, if you're doing it like I think that the sun shines out of my butt 24-7, I think I'm great. I know that I'm great. So if I'm like, oh, I'm so dumb, like I know that I'm not dumb. It's obviously a joke. Or if I'm like, oh, it's something that um, I say, this <laughs> is something I say often when I do something dumb, is I'm like, oh, I'm pretty first and smart second, which my cousin said to me a while ago, and I was like, that's so brilliant. I'm stealing. So shout out, Aliana. Um, but I obviously, like, I... I also know that like I am smart. I'm not actually stupid. So like when you can make fun of yourself and there's, it's coming from a place of actual fun in play, then that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that clearly hate themselves who are making fun of themselves. And if that's you, one of the most powerful things you can do is just refuse to do that. Being your own bully doesn't serve you it makes it worse. It makes it so much worse because you have someone, it's you, all the time saying that you're garbage, that you don't deserve things, that you're stupid, that you're ugly, that you're fat, that you're dumb. Like that doesn't serve you in any way. It doesn't make you smarter. It doesn't make you work out. It doesn't make you likable. It, it doesn't anything. It just makes you hate yourself more. It makes you dig your heels in more about that. And it's so toxic. So don't be your own bully which goes into talking shit about yourself. Um, so they're a little different, right? If you're like, oh, ha, 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 I'm so dumb. Never trust me with anything. Why the fuck would you say that about yourself? That makes no, absolutely not. And then they're like, well, I wonder why people don't trust me. That's why you're actively telling people not to trust you all the time. That would be why. <laughs> so talking shit about yourself, being cruel, talking down to yourself. Like if you would not if you had a kid and you would not put them on a sports team with a coach who made fun of them, who talked down to them, who was cruel, who was shameful 24-7, but you're doing that to yourself, this is a huge problem. It does not benefit you. It doesn't motivate you. It doesn't make you feel better. It doesn't make you more likely to do anything. It makes you more likely to do nothing. 
because now not only you're carrying the weight of not being where you would maybe like to be, you're doing what you would like to do. Now you're ashamed. Now you feel guilty. Now, like those emotions are so heavy and they're so useless that they just get in the way. So you're essentially building a 700 pound sled that you're carrying 24 seven and thinking that it's going to make things easier. It doesn't, it makes things harder. Um, next one, identifying with your anxiety or depression or trauma. Also, this goes into making jokes about it. Oh, I'm just anxious all the time. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Everything makes me anxious. That makes me anxious. I'm anxious. I'm an anxious person. I'll never not be an anxious person. I'm depressed. I'm always depressed. I'll always be depressed. Everyone's depressed. I was traumatized. That was traumatizing to me. I have PTSD from that. Maybe you do, right? I'm not saying that you don't experience anxiety or experience depression or experience trauma or that you don't have symptoms of PTSD. What I'm saying is when you internalize them, when you make them your identity, they become stuck. I'm a woman. I'm a brunette. I'm five foot one. Those things are not changeable unless I were trans, in which case I could change them, but I'm not trans. Um, I'm heterosexual. Those are things that are actual identities. I'm Cuban. I'm white. Those things don't change. But when you make something your identity, when you say I am X, it becomes an identity and people do it all the time and they don't realize that it's making them stuck. So they'll come and they'll say, I'm anxiety. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I'm traumatized. And I say, well, hi, traumatized. Nice to meet you. I'm Amanda. It's not an identity, but identities become stuck. And our brain goes, oh, if that's what we are, that's what we are forever. Well, then I'm not going to change it. So then it becomes much harder to heal. And you can heal those things. And a lot of people think, well, you can't heal them. So I'll be anxious forever. No, you won't. You don't have to. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. It's definitely not a good time. So making anxiety, trauma, bipolar, whatever your identity keeps you stuck. It's a problem. So you may experience anxiety. You may experience bipolar system um, symptoms, but that's not the same thing. You can heal those things. They don't have to be there forever. Again, I also don't recommend them being there forever because they're not very fun. And it doesn't benefit you. Ooh, here's one of my favorites. Hearing what others think. So I meet so many people who are like, Amanda, I wish I was like you. You just don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And sometimes it's said as an insult, which is very interesting. And sometimes it's said as a compliment, which is way more fun. But I don't really care how people say it because I don't care what people think. So I was telling a client yesterday because they were upset about the way that they were being perceived by some family members. And they were saying, well, I just want them to understand why I'm doing this. I just want to explain why I'm doing this. And then and then they'll accept it. And I said, well, people only experience us through their own filters. So people have an experience and they put our face on it. So what I said to them specifically was people have an experience and they put your face on it. If they're afraid of the world, you're a threat. If they love the world, you're a friend. If they're determined to be right, you're the enemy. If they're determined to collaborate, you're a teammate. Like people have experiences and they put our face on it. So I hear often 
clients when they're ready to fire me will say like, you've changed my life. You've, which is wonderful to hear, right? I'm not saying like, don't tell me those things. <laughs> Please tell me those things. We love validation. But they had an experience of healing. They had an experience of growth and put my face on it. I didn't do the work. You did. You are. They did. So caring what others think becomes a prison that you build. And if you have a history of people pleasing, you know this because people who have a history of people pleasing try and make everyone happy. And that's literally impossible. But caring what other people think more than what you know, not what you think, what you know is the same thing. It's impossible. People have different opinions. They want different things. They have different filters. They have different abilities to understand you or give a shit what you're doing. Some people don't care what you're doing. They just want you to do it their way. They want to be right. They want to have power. They want to have control. So it doesn't matter what you do. It will always be wrong if it's not their way. So when you outsource your power to caring what other people think of you more than what you know, you make yourself powerless, but you're not powerless. You have the ultimate power because your life belongs to you. But when you care what other people think, your life no longer belongs to you. Now, does that mean that you don't care what anyone thinks ever in life? No, obviously no one's an island, right? We all exist together. But it means that we filter opinions. Are they valuable? Are they even correct? Do they have insight or experience or knowledge in this area? Even if they do, is it true for you? Lots of people are like, oh, you can't have colored hair and be a good therapist. That would be such a stupid thing to listen to. Who cares? Not me. But if I was like, God, I really want colored hair, but one person said that I would be unprofessional. Well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do whatever they say. Meanwhile, they would never work with me anyway. And they're going to continue to think I'm unprofessional for whatever other reason. Oh, I better get rid of all of my tattoos and never show them because what if people think I'm unprofessional? Who cares? Who cares? Those are not my people. It doesn't matter. I literally don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. Oh, what if I cut my hair short and people think people think I'm ugly? Well, do you like your hair short? That's what matters. Also, you can't help people who have bad taste. Like, I can't do anything with that. So caring what other people think, not valuable to you ever in life. Making decisions from fear instead of love. This is something I see all the time. A big theme for a lot of these things that I implore you and I hope and wish you stop doing is that they build a prison. They build you a prison and then you live in prison and it sucks when you were born to be free. And to live by your own rules. So making decisions from fear instead of love. Oh, I can't do that because they'll be mad at me. Oh, I can't take that job because I'll let someone down. Oh, I can't move because it'll be too hard. Oh, I... It doesn't work. Make decisions from love. What would you love to do? What would you love to have? What would you love to experience? Make decisions from that. So much more fun. I promise you. Justifying... People doing cruel things to you because they're struggling. Well, hurt people hurt people. So I'm I'm just gonna let it go. Well, I know they're they're really struggling so hard at work. So when they come home and scream at me and punch holes in my wall, I just I 
work is just so stressful for them. Oh, well, they're really going through a tough time. So the fact that they cussed me out, I'm just going to forgive it. Absolutely not. People do cruel things because they, one, can't control their emotions, which is a problem in and of itself. Or two, they can control their emotions in areas where they think they won't get away from it, get away with it, right? So I can't tell you how many people I've worked with where they say, well, like, they they just have an anger problem. They, they're so stressed. They have an anger problem. And I say, oh, do they cuss their boss out? Do they threaten their boss? Do they pin their boss against a wall? Oh, they don't. They do it to you. So what that tells me is they very much can control their anger. They choose not to because they'll get away with it with you. That's not someone who can't control something. That's someone who very much can control what they're doing. Allowing people to be cruel to you, allowing people to mistreat you is on you. And I don't say that as in you deserve what you get. You don't. People do not deserve people being cruel to them. But what you allow will continue and what you justify will continue. So justifying it by saying, well, hurt people hurt people. They're really struggling. They just don't know X, Y, Z. If they're not trying to learn, they don't give a fuck. And they'll keep doing whatever they can get away with. That's on you. What you allow is your choice and it will continue. Using drugs and drinking to cope with life. Yes, even marijuana. Well, I just can't sleep, so I smoke weed. Do you know what weed does to your brain? It sure as fuck doesn't help you sleep. It throws off all of your neurotransmitters. Why well, drink to fall asleep? Great. So you poison your brain. Alcohol is a neurotoxin, by the way, so that you can sleep. Yes, those systems are central nervous system depressants, but they also literally make you depressed. Oh, I just can't deal with this. I'm going to take a clonopin. What are you doing? What are you doing? Now, do those things have their place? Prescribed medications do. But I have weed as a prescription. Yeah. And you probably abuse the fuck out of it. I've never met anyone who... Mm, that's not fair. There is a small percentage of people who use marijuana as intended in a healthy way. The vast majority of people do not. And if you think it helps with your mental health, I promise you it doesn't. I promise you it doesn't. It wrecks you. That's what it does. Yeah, but I feel less anxious when I smoke weed. Right. And when you stop smoking weed, you feel more anxious. Right. Because it fucks your neurochemistry. Well, but I just drink when I've had a really hard day. Yeah, that's a problem. Using outside regulators to regulate your nervous system is a problem because you become dependent on them because your threshold for discomfort gets smaller. And so then you use those substances more or more often, both of which are a problem. Now, if you're someone who uses recreationally and it doesn't cause problems, live your dream, live your life vibe, right? I'm not saying be completely sober, although that's a great idea. But if you're like, I'm not giving it up. I do it recreationally, sporadically. 
this is your dream, not mine. Do whatever makes you happy and long-term is helpful. But using it to cope with life, using it to regulate your system because you don't feel like you can tolerate discomfort is a slippery slope, my friend. It's so slippery. Staying in jobs you hate. This is one I see all the time. People are like, I hate this job. I feel miserable. It's traumatic as fuck. It's stressful. I hate everyone I work with. I get, I had a client who for a long time was working um, in a clinic where she got regularly attacked by people seeking medical care. And I was like, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? Like, you don't have to stay here. What is happening? Staying in jobs that you hate or that threaten your safety. There is always another job. Maybe it's not exactly what you want, but there's always another job. We can find one. Well, I can't get a job tomorrow. Maybe you could, but maybe let's work on getting a new job while you stay in this job and continue to pay your bills. Uh, Doing everything for everyone else and nothing for yourself. Ask me why you're burned out. (laughs) Ask me why you're overwhelmed. Ask me why you're exhausted all the time. This is at the root of that. It's a problem. Put yourself on a list of things you care for. I would say put yourself first, but there's nuances to that, right? If you take care of someone who can't take care of themselves fully, a child, um, a parent, a, a partner perhaps, then then yeah, they're going to be above you sometimes. But if you're not even on the list of things you care for, that's not okay. Um, eating garbage 24-7, not moving or getting outside, and then wondering why you're depressed. Well, I can tell you why. Eat better. Move your body. Put your eyeballs on sunlight. Get outside. Go outside. Literally go outside. Sit in the grass. Walk in the grass. Do whatever. Maybe don't step on an anthill. But a lot of people miss the low-hanging fruit. Drink water. Eat your vegetables. Move your body. Eat actual real food. Not just fast food. Not just things that come in a bag. Eat real actual food. Cook. Learn to cook your food. Go outside. Sleep. That low-hanging fruit can do so much. It can do so much so quickly, and people tend to miss it because they want the higher-level, fancy-schmancy stuff. It's very easy. Move your body, drink water, eat vegetables, eat meat. Get outside. Sleep. Do those things. That's pretty much my list. Um, Yeah. Oh, here's one more. Taking everything personally. Nothing anyone does is about you, whether they love you, whether they hate you, whether they're mad at you, whether they are overjoyed every time they see you. It's about them. Everything everyone does is information about them, not about us. Which means if someone is a jerk to you, There's no need to take it personally because it's not even about you. And if somebody loves you, there's no need to take it personally because it's not even about you. So when you become detached to what other people do, you're no longer reacting to what other people do, which means you're free to respond in whatever way you wish, which is a huge source of power. We totally love that. And that one's a work in progress. It's still something that I struggle with sometimes. So there you go, friends. That is a list of things that I implore you to stop doing and I hope that if one of these or a few of these make you feel called out, it is liberating and clarifying for you. 
Um, if you find this useful, if you find any of the episodes useful, I would love if you would leave a five-star review so it gets in front of more people. Um, the more people that get support, the better literally everyone feels. Because what I've also found is when people start feeling better, they naturally then help people in their ecosystem feel better and they start becoming lighthouses for other people. And it's such a beautiful thing. Um, so that's the mission is to help people become a lighthouse for their own ecosystem. And then you impact your friends and they impact their friends and everybody rises. So have a beautiful day. Um, I hope that this was clarifying for you and okay. Bye.